Today on The Verdict with Pastor John Monroe. The name of the Lord is very, very important. The name of the Lord is precious. The name of the Lord is profoundly significant. Why, with only 10 commandments, why would the Lord choose that the third commandment would be this? Why make such a big deal, we would say, about a name? Why is it so wrong to misuse the name of the Lord? Welcome to The Verdict, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor John Monroe. What does it mean to take the Lord's name in vain? Is the third commandment just warning us to watch our language? Or is there something more to learn? Today on The Verdict, we're looking at the different, and sometimes surprising, ways we profane the Lord's name, and how we can choose to honor Him instead. So let's join Pastor John Monroe as he introduces today's message. In our current series, we're focusing on the Ten Commandments, their importance and the relevance they still hold for us today. They're given by God, our Creator, who knows us and loves us. Last time, we began to learn why we should not take the name of the Lord in vain. I realize some people break the Third Commandment so frequently that they hardly realize they're doing it. But we've learned that the name of the Lord is precious. All of the names of God are to be valued as they reveal God's character and His nature. Let's take another look at the third commandment and then think of ways in which we may break the commandment in a less obvious way. And praise God that salvation is found by calling upon the name of the Lord. Exodus, the second book in the Old Testament, chapter 20, and here is the third commandment. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. For the Lord will not leave him unpunished who takes his name in vain. Now you say, in what ways can we break this commandment? Well, we've seen, number one, that the Lord's name is precious. Number two, we break this commandment when we profane the Lord's name. We break this commandment when we profane the Lord's name. Let me give you three ways in which we may profane the Lord's name, and so break this commandment. Number one, we can profane the Lord's name by using the Lord's name as a swear word. That's very obvious, isn't it? Profanity, let me remind you, is a breach of this commandment. You shall not swear falsely by my name so as to profane the name of your God. I am Yahweh, the Lord. Leviticus 19, verse 12. People use God's name. People use Jesus' name. People use, use Christ's name as swear words. When they say Jesus, when they say Christ, they hardly realize what they're saying. And sometimes they say, and you've heard them say to you as they've said it to me, oh, that's no big deal. That's just the way. I don't mean anything by that. Uh, why make such a big deal about it? It isn't that bad. It is bad. They curse and use the precious names of the Lord Almighty, of Jesus, of Christ the Messiah, as swear words. They use them in anger. This is profanity, and it's a breach of the third commandment. Would you want someone to use the name of your husband, your wife, your child, your best friend as a profanity? The commandment says, the Lord will not leave him unpunished who takes his name in vain. The Lord will not leave him guiltless. The commandment is telling us this is serious. This is a big one. 
You may hear it all of the time in your office. You may hear it all of the time in the factory, in the school where you are. But this is very, very serious. And men particularly are prone to profanity. It's not to say that women are not profane. I've heard profane women, but men are more prone to it. Men, will you this day, with God's help and in His grace, say, I will end all profanity. The Lord's name is very, very precious. Secondly, we can profane the Lord's name by using the Lord's name carelessly. Not only does this commandment prohibit profanity and swearing, it certainly does that. It prohibits the careless, thoughtless, and flippant use of the Lord's name, which is so common. Increasingly, and I don't know where this came, but increasingly in our society, you hear it all the time on television, wherever you are, when someone is excited, when someone is ticked off, what do they say? Oh my God. You hear this over and over and over again. You say, do you know anything about this God? Oh my God. Or oh Lord. Or good Lord. Or for God's sake. Or for a little maybe better mannered, they would say for goodness sake or heaven's sake. All of these breaches of this commandment. Or someone talks about the Lord as the big man upstairs. The big man upstairs. The eternal God. The creator of the heavens and the earth. And you're reducing him to some big guy upstairs. All of this is breaking the third commandment. Parents, teach your children not to use any of these expressions. I know we're surrounded by them. Teach them to regard the Lord's name as very, very precious, to be used reverently, respectfully, yes, with joy, but with great respect. Don't use God's name. Don't use Christ's name carelessly. Now, we can also profane the Lord's name thirdly by using the Lord's name casually. We can do it carelessly, but we can also do it casually. And some Christians, some of us are particularly prone to it. We can use God's name as a kind of slogan or even a joke. We see God's name used casually and flippantly on bumper stickers and t-shirts. You know the kind of thing God rocks. Seems very cute. No, it's not cute. Or God is rad, he's my dad. No. Some of these sadly are produced by Christian companies wanting to make a quick and can I say irreverent buck. Let me remind you, as this commandment does, that the Lord's name is hallowed, it is majestic, it is precious, it is glorious, it's not to be degraded, it's not to be reduced to some cheap advertising slogan. The Lord's name must not be taken in vain. Number one, the Lord's name is precious. Number two, we break this commandment when we profane God's name. Third, we also break this commandment when we misappropriate God's name. You say, what do you mean by that? Let me explain. We also break this commandment when we misappropriate the Lord's name. How do we do that? Two examples. By using the Lord's name to underline our own words. Now, as Christians, are we to be honest in our speech? Absolutely. Paul says, 2 Corinthians 1.18, but as God is faithful, our word to you is not yes and no. Of course not. And so when you're speaking to someone, you don't need to say, honest to God, or God strike me dead if I'm a lying, lying. If you say that to me, I think, you're not normally used to telling the truth. I mean, why do you have to say this? 
Or people talk about the God-honest truth. Don't talk like that. Christians shouldn't talk like that. Our yes should be yes. Our no should be no. If you say something to me, and you say yes, or you say no, I accept it. Don't use God's name to underline it. You say, why is that so bad? It's a breach of the third commandment. Turn with me in your Bibles, because some of you are not so sure, to James 5. James 5, verse 12. Book of James in the New Testament. James says, above all, my brothers, this is important, do not swear, either by heaven or by earth, or with any other oath, but let your yes be yes, and your no, no, so that you may not fall under judgment. You're speaking to someone, you say, yes, I did it. No, I didn't do it. That's it. As a Christian, we are to be people of honesty. There's going to be a particular commandment on that later about not bearing false witness. You say yes, and you say no, but you don't need to bring God's name into it to underline your own words. Another way we can misappropriate God's name is by using God's name to underline our own spirituality. And this is rather common in Christian circles. Some Christians use the name of the Lord as a kind of blank check for their own decisions and activities. Have you noticed that? They seek to justify their own desires or their own prejudices by saying, well, God told me such and such. Jesus told me. The Holy Spirit just laid this on my heart. The rest of us are thinking, really? We need to be very, very careful when we invoke the name of the Lord to justify our own decisions and desires. I've heard people say one month, the Lord told me to take such and such a job. The next month, well, the Lord told me to leave such and such a job. They may be trying to give the impression that they're very, very spiritual by constantly using the name of the Lord. Don't claim divine direction too quickly. If you say, the Lord directed me or the Lord told me, you better be sure that it's the Lord and you're not just articulating your own prejudices and desires. In other words, be very, very careful before invoking the Lord's name. Do not misappropriate the Lord's name. We misappropriate the Lord's name when we use God's name to manipulate others. In the Old Testament, let me read it to you, Jeremiah 14, verse 14, as an example, there are these false prophets, and they use the name of the Lord. And what do we read? Jeremiah 14, verse 14, the Lord said to me, the prophets are prophesying falsehood in my name. They're taking the name of the Lord. I have neither sent them, nor commanded them, nor spoken to them. They are prophesying to you a false vision, divination, futility, and the deception of their own minds. They are manipulating you. They are claiming to be from me. They're claiming to have received a divine vision. They're putting my name in their speech. But in actuality, they are false prophets. So some televangelist, some preacher comes and says, God told me to tell you to send money to me. <laughs> we think, strange, why God didn't tell us to do that? Young man goes to a young woman and says, the Lord told me uh, that you're going to date me. And she thinks, that's odd, didn't tell me. <laughs> Mother goes to a young man, the Lord told me that you're going to marry my daughter. He thinks, you've got to be kidding. 
Or someone comes to me and says, Pastor, the Lord told me at church we should have more guitar music or less guitar music or more singing or less singing. My answer, no, he didn't. All you're doing is articulating your own desires, which is fine. You want to have more guitar music or less guitar music, that's fine. But don't use the name of the Lord in these circumstances. The Lord didn't tell you that. That is just your own desires. We need to be careful that we do not misappropriate the Lord's name to underline that we are more spiritual than someone else to kind of put one over someone. And what am I to say if someone says, well, the Lord told me that we should have no guitar music. Okay, let's get rid of all the guitars. I mean, if it's the Lord, we've got to obey Him. Of course it wasn't the Lord. This person is just saying, I don't like guitar music, or I feel we should have more guitar music. Don't use the name of the Lord in a manipulative way. Don't use the name of the Lord in a selfish, self-serving, pseudo-spiritual, and manipulative way. Number one, the Lord's name is precious. Two, we break this commandment when we profane God's name. We break this commandment when we misappropriate God's name. Fourthly, we break this commandment when we praise the name of the Lord with our lips, but deny Him with our lives. Oh, this is getting really convicting, isn't it? It is for me anyhow. Praising the Lord with our lips, but denying Him with our lives. Easy to say that I love Jesus Christ, but then live like an unchristian. The Pharisees were like that, Jesus said. There are those who worship me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Mr. Businessman comes to church on Sunday. He sings the hymns. He pays lip service, but his heart is away from the Lord. You say, how do we know his heart's away from the Lord? Very easily, on Monday morning, he's making a dishonest business deal, even though he's got the fish on his car, right? Even though he tells the unsuspecting customer, you know, I'm a Christian. I was in church yesterday. But he's using that, the name of the Lord, for his own selfish purposes. This is hypocrisy, taking the name of the Lord with our lips, but denying Him with our lives. James writes in James 3 of those who bless the Lord and then curse people. Don't party with the devil on Sunday night and then come into the house of the Lord on Sunday morning sounding so pious. One of the great harms done to the Christian faith is by those who say they are Christians but live like unbelievers Be honest with yourself. Be honest with others. This commandment is a bit of a shock. It's pretty strong. It stops me in my tracks. It helps me to analyze how am I using the name of the Lord. I trust it stops you in your tracks this morning. Oh, true Christianity is not just on my lips. It's to transform my life and my heart. Perfectly? No. I, for one, am far from perfect, but I'm to take this seriously, and I'm not to take the precious name of the Lord in vain. You say, John, I, for one, have broken this third commandment. I've profaned the Lord's precious name. I've misappropriated God's name. I have professed the name of the Lord with my lips, but I've denied Him with my life. What am I to do? What's the answer? Well, it's not by putting a quarter in a jar every time you take the name of the Lord in vain. No, this is very serious. Turn with me to the New Testament, to Romans chapter 10, where we will learn that you will be saved and cleansed by doing what? By calling on the name of the Lord. Romans 10, verse 9, you will be saved. You will be cleansed by calling on the name of the Lord. 
Romans 10 verse 9, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believes, resulting in righteousness, and, but, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. For the Scripture says, whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. For there's no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, abounding in riches for all who call upon him. For, here it is, what wonderful verse. Underline it in your Bible. Memorize it in your heart. For whoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Whoever calls on what? The name of the Lord will be saved. You see, you and I need a change of heart. The fundamental problem is not our lips. The fundamental problem is our heart. Jesus says in Matthew 12, 34, the mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. What's in your heart comes out. Is it wrong to profane the name of the Lord? Yes, We've got to be careful about our speech, but the more basic problem is the heart. Your heart and my heart, as well as our mouths, are dirty. What do we need? Supernatural cleansing. I need my mouth, but also my heart, to be supernaturally cleansed because I cannot do it myself. And this is the wonder of the gospel of Jesus Christ, that this one who is Emmanuel, God with us, comes to us not to judge us, not to say, well, there you are, you've broken all of these commandments. You deserve to go to hell. That is true. He comes in love. He comes to die on the cross for people like you and me who have broken the third commandment and the other commandments. He dies so that these sins, these terrible sins of profanity, of hypocrisy, of manipulation, that these terrible sins in our hearts and in our lips and our lives may be forgiven. Sin of profanity, sins of hypocrisy, of anger and deceit. He pays the price so that our hearts and our mouths may be cleansed. Why? The price has been paid by his own blood on the cross. You say, what must I do to receive this cleansing and transformation? Because as you went through this third commandment, Pastor, I, I, I felt very uncomfortable. In fact, I'm here for the first time, and I think if it goes on any longer, I'm going to leave, and I'm certainly not going to come back. I understand. It's called conviction. But I want you to do something. I want you to call on the name of the Lord, and you will be saved. He is the sovereign God. Yahweh is the one who we have offended by breaking his commandments, and the penalty for breaking the law is death. The wages of sin is death. Why call on the name of the Lord? Jesus is Lord. His name is Jesus, for he saves his people from their sins. You have sinned. You need a Savior. And Christ, in love, paid the price for your sins and now offers you forgiveness and eternal life if you do what? Not try and have some internal change. You'll never do it. You may be a little better. You may cut out some profanity, but your heart will be just as bad as it is today. You must call on the name of the Lord. Trust Jesus Christ for salvation. Do it now. Call on the one who died and who rose again and who loves you and wishes to transform your heart and your life. His name can be absolutely trusted because God has highly exalted him and given him, given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, 
of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Trust Christ as your Savior and Lord. And make sure when you take the Lord's name on your lips that you truly know Him as your personal Savior and Lord. To profess the name of the Lord but not to know Him personally is the ultimate break, breach of this commandment. In Matthew chapter 7, Jesus talked to people who say, Lord, Lord, we've done all of these things in Your name. You know what Jesus says to them? Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. People who take the name of the Lord in their lips, ah, but they're far from the Lord. And Jesus says on that day of judgment, you know, I didn't really know you. Oh, what you say is very impressive. You take my name on your lips, but you practice something else. Don't be like that. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and be saved. Today, it's time for you to flee to that tower which will never, ever fall down. The tower is the name of the Lord. It is as strong as Almighty God Himself. Some of you today have blasphemed that name. You've profaned that name. You've used that name for your own purposes. Now call upon that name of the Lord in faith and be saved. As Peter says, neither is there salvation in any other for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. I invite you to call on the name of the Lord for salvation and cleansing. Here then is the third commandment. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord. You're a follower of Jesus Christ. Confess your sin regarding this commandment. Ask the Spirit of God to cleanse your heart, your mouth, your very life. As Paul says, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. And let us always lift up that name. It is the greatest. It's the highest. It's the most important. It is the most precious in all of the universe. Today, call on that name. Today, praise that name. Today, trust that name with all of your heart for now and for all of eternity. You're listening to The Verdict with Pastor John Monroe and a message titled The Third Commandment in God's Name. If you want to revisit any part of this lesson, you can do that anytime on our website at theverdict.org. And as we continue our study on the Ten Commandments, I want to invite you to get your copy of the helpful listening guide John prepared for this study. It's designed to help you follow along and develop a deeper understanding of God's commandments and how they should impact our lives today. This printable workbook is totally free, and it's easy to download when you visit our website at theverdict.org. Here at The Verdict, we're committed to sharing and teaching biblical truth with as many listeners as we can. And you can be a part of this gospel work by supporting our ministry with the financial gift of any amount. When you give, you help bring these Bible programs to your community and around the world. So please make a generous donation today by going online to theverdict.org or call us at 833-551-2231. You can also send a check through the mail by writing to The Verdict, Care of Calvary Church, 5801 Pineville Matthews Road, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28226. 
and then make sure you've subscribed to The Verdict Podcast. You'll find us on most podcast apps by searching for The Verdict with Pastor John Monroe. And while you're there, be sure to check out John's special weekly feature called Avazandum. Now, here's John. Well, what's your verdict? Do you take the name of the Lord in vain? Or have you been misappropriating the Lord's name in an unthinking or casual way? My prayer is that today you will call on the name of the Lord with your whole heart. God in His great love has provided a way of salvation. Our Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins, was buried, rose again, and is alive. Call upon Him now for salvation and forgiveness of your sins. Next time, we'll look at the controversial fourth commandment regarding the Sabbath. Thanks for joining us today on The Verdict. I'm Michelle Davies. Today's program with Pastor John Monroe was produced and sponsored by Calvary Church in Charlotte, North Carolina.